My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I'm here with Janice Burt, author of Kicking the People-Pleasing Habit. She is a Spanish interpreter, voiceover artist and actor, speaker and author, and yoga instructor, and uh, she's got a mission to, to help stop the people-pleasing habits in the world, just like me. So I thought it'd be great to talk to her today and, and hear from her perspective how she goes about sharing that wisdom with people. Um, she's got some really cool stories to tell about her life and her journey from being trapped in that fear that, that many of us get trapped in in those codependent relationships to finally just setting yourself free. So welcome, Janice. Uh, welcome to the show. And how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to several of your other episodes and just you're like my kind of person. So I'm thrilled to be here talking to you today. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you so much. Well, welcome. And so why don't you begin by telling us about your book? And, and you know, when we write a book, there's always kind of a mission behind it you know, a nonfiction book anyway, and what we're wanting to share with the world. It's usually a calling that we hear long before the book is ever written. And so if you, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your story and how it came to be, that'd be a great place to start today. Sure. And that, yeah, this particular book was definitely that calling of wanting to share and help other people. I actually have two previous books and the very first book that I self-published was I think literally the year I got divorced or was going through that process. And that was completely different because that was more of this uh, intuitive, like I need to heal myself. And the way I thought that I could do that was by actually speaking my truth and sharing my story that I had been so scared to do before then. So that was really a healing thing for me, self-publishing that book. But this current one, Kicking the People-Pleasing Habit, was more of that, okay, you've learned some things. You know, maybe you're a step or two above or ahead of somebody else that's on this similar path of like you were talking about codependency and people pleasing and all of that. And so why not share your story and hopefully help somebody, even if it's to make someone feel less alone mm -hmm. and not as bad about their current situation. I, I just wanted to do that. And so that's where this was born. Uh, because after my first two books, I was thinking, man, this writing a book thing is kind of hard. And so <laughs> I don't know that I want to do that again, per se. But again, when you feel that thing in your spirit of this is the direction, 
you just put one foot in front of the other and take the baby steps and eventually reach that the bigger goal that might feel overwhelming at first. So that's how this particular book came to be. I love that. And in what ways did you notice that people pleasing habit kind of taking over your life? I know for me and and what I share in my book, it's it's like I just didn't really know myself. I kind of looked outside of myself for answers all the time, whether it be for, you know, releasing that control over responsibility over my life or to please people, you know, I want to make sure it was okay with everybody. And then in romantic relationships, you know, always attracting the wounded people that needed, you know, that I thought needed healing that maybe I could see their potential and help them be better. So there was all these like really strange ways I would sabotage myself and put that, you know, kind of personal power on the outside. So how did it show up for you when, when things were at their worst? Oh my gosh. So similar. It was just not knowing myself was, is, was kind of the, the main thing I would say it was, I want love and validation so desperately from the outside that I am willing to betray my own soul to get that and to feel that because of that emptiness or those wounds that I hadn't healed. And I was looking for other people, specifically the romantic relationship Mm -hmm. to fix that. And so for me, I was in a very codependent marriage. I got married really young. I was 20 and he was 19 and he was very much a leader type person. So I happily fell behind him and like, I'll just follow, just tell me what to do and I'll do it and go there. And then that all shifted when we were raised Christian and really involved in the church. And then he went from having this deep uh, religious belief system to agnostic to then an atheist. So along that path, then it landed on me like, oh, shoot. Now I have to decide, what do I actually believe? How do I want to show up? What are my values? And so for a while there, I followed him along that path of uh, kind of, for him, it looked like pleasure seeking. And it was very much with sexual things, probably because we got married so young and he hadn't explored any of that prior to me. And so it was, he really liked this out of the box sexuality. So he would ask me to do these certain things and um, like porn and strip clubs and things like that. And even though I deeply was uncomfortable with it and jealous, so there was that component too. uh, But I would do these things like, oh, if I just give him this, he'll be happy. I'll feel good about myself because he'll love me. He'll validate that I'm enough. And it ended up in a place where I just couldn't anymore, where the pain of being in that relationship was far greater than saying, I need to let you go. I can't continue to do this to myself. And we have two, at the time, two young kids. So it was a very painful decision to make. But ultimately just saying, I need to surrender and let go of this relationship and really 
heal those emotional wounds that I had from my childhood and figure out who am I? What Mm -hmm. do I want to share with the world? How do I want to show up? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to be? And that was the beginning of this. It's been 10 years now of this 10 year and it's and counting, you know, I'm still going on through this journey of transformation. Yes. Yeah. It is a, it is a lifelong journey because it's part of who we are. If we are, we tend to be more compassionate and want to, you know, want to make people happy in our presence. It's a part of who we are, but it's like how to balance that in a way where it's empowering for ourselves and others and not disempowering, you know? So it's not, it's not a matter of who has power here. It's like, how can we both have power? And then I keep my own compassionate heart open at the same time, because there's a lot of people that close it just like, it's all about me. I'm not going to worry about anybody because if they open it, who knows, maybe there's wounding there that doesn't allow them to do that. But a lot of times I think it's, they're so vulnerable. If they do, then they lose all their power. So it's like, where's that sweet spot in the middle? And, and what you're talking about sounds a lot like a spiritual awakening. You know, when you're asking yourself, who am I? What did I come here to do? Um, You know, it is, it is a conversation with God, but it's also a conversation with your spirit that's walking this planet. Like, all right, what, what now that I'm not living by this old programming? So what was it like kind of going from that place of lack to this place of more abundance where you were able to share with others? And I know you had a, an entry in your book you wanted to share. I'm not sure if that's a good time to share that, but. Yes, no, I definitely will read that. But the lack to abundance has been so sweet. It's kind of been one of my favorite parts along this journey is to feel so much scarcity before and so much fear to, as I walked through my fears and did these things that scared me and connected with myself deeply, it was just like, wow, there is abundance all around me and inside of me. And that part was just amazing to actually experience and to continue to experience that. Cause sometimes I'll go back to that lack mentality or that scarcity mentality. And then, uh, to remind myself every day that there is an abundance of love within me and an abundance of beauty in this world and peace and all of that. But yes, I did want to read, um, this little, journal entry that I wrote, I don't know, probably a couple of years ago, but even just read it before this, reading it before this interview, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this, this, you know, so (laughs) I thought I would share it. I wrote something has shifted recently. It's hard to put my finger on it, but I am calmer and more relaxed. My trigger button doesn't get pressed as often, either that, or I don't feel the same way I used to when it gets pressed. I feel a deep strength taking over, a resilience, a surrender. My mind doesn't jump to drastic conclusions as quickly. I'm not as reactionary as I once was. Even when I've been slighted or ignored by some of whom I've considered my people, I'm weirdly okay with it. It's not something I'm trying to feel, the okay part. It just is. I guess I've realized that relationships change people change. And ultimately, it has nothing to do with my worth or not being lovable enough. It just is. I relax into myself. 
knowing myself, loving myself, being proud of myself, that this is what I've been searching for this whole time. Trust in myself. Trust in the divine within me. Trust in surrender. Trust in letting go. Trusting that I don't have to have it all figured out, knowing that I never will. Surrender is the sweetest scent. Letting go is freedom. Silence is peace. And I am home. Beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Ooh, it got me. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, but that's the real stuff there. That's the transformational energy that those realizations have. And I know, um, I know I've had them. I know my listeners have had them. And it's just a reminder that when we really get real with ourselves, whether it be in a time of trauma and a time of destruction and really kind of pray to the powers that be to help lift us back up, or when we get there to acknowledge, you know, this is happening, this is happening. And that's why journaling is, I, I recommend it all the time because it's so important to be there for yourself in a journal entry. It's like you're having a conversation with yourself or with God. And, and it's like, all right, this is what's real here. Everything else is everybody else's path, but what about mine? And I think that, that, that awareness that you had in that entry was absolutely gorgeous. And I think it's going to really inspire a lot of people. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. And just bringing up that journaling concept, which I wholeheartedly agree with you. I just had that thought today. Like I need to get back into journaling right after a meditation usually is a really good time. Or as soon as I wake up and, you know, there's all that subconscious kind of activity going on there yeah, yeah. just to journal and to do it with no judgment, no criticism there, like no filter. You're just flowing and there's something so beautiful about that. So I want to get back to that and thank you for, for that reminder. You're very welcome. Awesome. That's very exciting. And, and hopefully someone else out there is like, Oh, I'm going to go get a journal right after this. I'm going to get started for 2023. It's a good time to start. So, um, so as far as like where you're at now, it sounds like, you know, I, I, well, from your journal entry and from what we've talked about so far that, that trusting in the divine, trusting in that life force energy flowing through you is a big part of your path. So how would you say that intuition played into your recovery? And how do you still feel challenged today to sometimes listen to it and, and to keep yourself out of those old patterns? Totally. Well, for me, it was really, really hard to differentiate uh, fear and intuition Mm, that's where I was like, what is it? Is, is <laughs> which it one is which? <laughs> yeah, which is which? It was really, really hard. And I still have a little bit of that push and pull with it, where especially in a romantic relationship, I've been with my boyfriend currently for nine years, which is a, a very long time to be in a relationship. And they're they're definitely at the beginning were some red flags of things that I know for a fact were my intuition. And I told him what those red flags were. And 
Uh, I also want to allow room for people to change because I know I have changed in my life and that other people can change. But of course, I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm thinking, oh, I can change you. You're going to change when you're not seeing any forward momentum or or any even verbal acknowledgement that that's what the person wants to do. So currently, I'm feeling much more comfortable and confident in this relationship because he is an individual where I can show up and I don't hold anything back. I speak my exact truth and my concerns and my fears and my worries. And even like I said, the red flags with him of, um, you know, taking care of his own physical health would be one of them. So trying to really encourage that while also letting him have his journey, because that's not my journey. Whereas before I would attach very much to my ex-husband's journey. And with this relationship, I, I know I am an individual. I am complete. I am whole. And it's and he's his own person. And so then if we can come together as two whole people and be there for each other, encourage one another to growth, which I think that's what relationships are for. Um then it's it's great. It's this win-win situation. So I think to answer your question, yes, I still do have fear, some fear surrounding relationships and commitment and wanting to make sure that I don't overextend myself again and give beyond what it is I feel comfortable giving. And, and I've been able to really listen to my intuition. And when I do see the red flags and I know that I have that feeling in my gut where I just go, uh, something's off here. I don't even know exactly what is off, but I'll just call it out. Something's off. I feel it in my body. My body's telling me something. I want to get better at listening to these signs from the divine, I feel like that are kind of telling us, hey, be careful, just like caution ahead, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at with all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, and it really is. It's the, I call it like the real-time inner GPS system that really can guide us to what we need to know and also what's the best action to take. Because you're right, especially in relationship with someone, a close relationship, a partnership, you're going to have times where you have to know the difference between their path and your path. And that's, I, I mean, I see that a lot. It's either, you know, all or nothing. A lot of times people are very um, enmeshed in relationships or they're very separate and where it starts to degrade and then eventually of course fall apart. So that, that is a challenge. And I think, especially for women, of course we have our beautiful codependent and, <laughs> you know, more feminine men out there, but it tends to be a more, women-based thing, uh, feminine, I'll say feminine energy thing, because of the societal training and the generational training of how we're supposed to be in relationship. But now as we're getting back in touch with our intuition in a new way and empowering ourselves through that, it feels like sometimes a little bit of a strange, strange journey. It's, not, it's uncharted <laughs> in terms of how we're going to stay loving, compassionate, and kind with our partners. And also then 
you know, not give away everything, not give away our power completely and reprogram what that looks like. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's so important to have that, those quiet moments with ourselves Mm -hmm. in meditation or just sitting and focusing on breath and just allowing ourselves to be that way. So we're not constantly filling up our lives to kind of detract or distract us from really getting in touch with, okay, what, what's going on with me right now? And how do I need to proceed? Where's my clarity uh, in life? And so whenever I get that kind of nudge of things are feeling a little too chaotic, I'm, I'm too reactionary right now. I feel that anxiety. Mm -hmm. That is my clue to be like, okay, we need to just close the door, set my timer, sit in stillness, even though sometimes I will feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. There are (laughs) moments where it's just, yeah, I don't want to face whatever it is, or I don't just want to sit with myself. And so really making room for that has improved my life anyway and my decision making and being able to really say okay this is what I need this is what I'm feeling and in this partnership and and with in this relationship and like you were saying maintain that the the love the connection the openness along with the uh the purpose that I feel within me that maybe doesn't have anything to do with him that is just kind of mine alone. So it's it's an interesting balance, like you were saying. Absolutely. Yes. Because, you know, especially when we have callings and I think everyone does in one way or another, it just depends on when it kind of, you become aware of it in life, but it is like, okay, I have to, I have to make sure I stay on my trajectory because that's the divine calling me to be this way in life, or this is what I came here to learn and share. And yeah, when relationship gets in the way of that quote unquote, or um, challenges that it can kind of feel like you're off your purpose, even though you're in love and the relationship is, you know, very important. So I think a lot of, a lot of women I talk to anyway, a lot of my clients, they'll realize that it's just a shift in communication. It's not necessarily the relationship. That's the problem, but it's a boundary issue or communication issue. And I love to see that because I love keeping love together, uh, but sometimes it, it has to break up for, for things to work out for, for any, for either of the people. So it just kind of depends, but I think really knowing that and taking responsibility for how we're using our power and how we're using our words is very important. So I, I drew a few cards for you, if you don't mind me sharing them. I would love it. I'd be so honored. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. Well, I definitely see that you have all the skills to succeed in your challenge um, and it really is about taming the mind. You have a very active mind. Um, sometimes it, you will have triggers from the past that will start bringing up and what about this and what about that? And, and it may be even trying to fix the problem. Um, you know, well, what if, what if I said this, this way, and then he would do this, or, you know, I'll, I'll start, we'll start making decisions differently and then you'll catch yourself. And this has come from a time of deep transformation over the last several years and finding a balance with yourself in a love relationship. So whatever you've been doing to, you know, kind of take yourself out of that old pattern of just whatever you want, honey, whatever you want, 
um, you're definitely through the hardest part of it. If anything, your biggest challenge now is paying attention to your emotions sooner when, and it's more when it's an intuitive hit. And I, and in my program, I like to teach that it's, you know, it starts as a wisp, a little intuitive nudge, you call it the nudge. And then it turns into an emotion or, and, and maybe sinking into mental health stuff like depression and anxiety. And then it will show up in the body, you know, and maybe even before then it'll show up as a sensation in the body. So it just kind of depends, but I feel for you, it's, it's moving closer to the intuitive nudge and saying a lot of times this is because I'm uncertain of what's going to happen. And if my spiritual practice then becomes getting comfortable with that uncertainty, I'll feel free to move more intuitively through the situation. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. And it's really just about keeping your positive mindset when, when the same thing comes around over and over spirits asking you to make a different choice or, or deal with it a different way. So if there's something specific that's been going on, that's like, okay, I keep coming back to this. I keep coming back to this. It's like, all right, how have I felt? How have I wondered would this other choice be better or make a difference? Maybe I'll try that this time. And that's usually if you come around to the same argument or the same issue that never goes anywhere. It's like, you know, what, what might I do differently? And I think using your voice and being more intentional with your words is going to be huge with this. Even if others don't like it, do you, and I tend to be this way, you still am sometimes better, but sugar coating, real big sugar coater. Do you tend to do yeah. that? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. Like, Let me say this the sweetest way. So no one's offended. And it's like, sometimes it just is what it is. Boom. And it's in it. If we're using all that energy to put sugar all over it. It's like, it's, that's when it drains us instead of it just being a statement. Absolutely. Yes. And I actually have noticed a shift. Uh, it's noticeable when I just say something as it is, as my truth, and you can still say it in a loving kind way, yeah. but it's just the truth. And it might be that, you know, that this person isn't going to want to hear it or whatever the thing is. Uh, but I am doing much better at realizing how important it is because I actually like it better when people don't necessarily sugarcoat things. So yeah. I'm thinking, wait, if I like it better, <laughs> there's probably other people in the world that like it better too. So why am I so worried about how I say certain things? Exactly. And, and one thing that I've learned is the sugarcoating tends to prolong the issue because the, the direct thing doesn't get said. So, okay, we're coming around to the same conversation again, over and over again. If I just flat out said, I'm scared to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. It's out instead That's of, well, what about this? And what about that? And, and I think that does leave you room to receive what you need. And there may be in your energy field, uh, you're still working on receiving you're good without having to work really hard for it. That, you know, just that really nice shift in your receptive ability and probably because of upbringing and because of history and all that stuff, it's like, is it, can it just be easy? It can be just, yeah. And it can, um, it's just kind of allowing yourself to leave behind the old stories, the old drama stories. And I know for me, it's, you know, still today, again, still a challenge sometimes, but when I really shifted out of that, it's like, I don't have to have all the same complaints that other people do. I don't have to have the drama. Like if something 
you know, that would seemingly disappoint me in the past. If it comes up now, I don't have to even be disappointed. Okay. Well, maybe it wasn't meant to be no big deal. And so I feel that you have that, but maybe you still have that little bit of guilt. Like maybe should be a little upset. Maybe I should play that game a little bit. Does that make sense? Well, I am an actor, you know, so there's <laughs> part of that drama that's just going to be there. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. No, that, that's funny. <laughs> no, yeah. you're absolutely right, though. And my boyfriend has actually helped me in that regard so much because he really is drama free and very confident with himself and who he is as a person. And so that part, things that I've heard people say about him or to him that I get offended for him and he's not phased. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it, yeah, and it's, it is beautiful. It's so peaceful. And we do add a lot of this unnecessary suffering and drama to our lives. And so, yeah, I, that's, that's great. And also something that I can get better at for sure. Yeah. I hear you. And it's, it's a way of relating in some, in a lot of circles. I think it's more common than not, like as you're relating to others or thinking, you know, even looking at the world, there's always some conflict going on. There's always some conflict. And it's like, well, what if I was an exception to the rule most of the time? Like we can't, we can't escape it all of the time, but how much can I choose to step out of? And I think there's, there's a lot of peace in that, which is usually our goal. If we want to get out of the codependent people pleasing stuff, it's like, we just want peace and freedom. We don't, we don't want to deal with that anymore. And so for you, really, it's more just staying in your heart to pull your energy out of things that don't serve you. Because when you are in your heart, you're very good at that. It's just when you get in your head, you might kind of get swept back up into it. And as you move forward, you're going on a very unique path to break old, to continue to break old patterns. And it has everything to do with following your intuition and that divine guidance within you. And, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you have more talks and you have more books and kind of build this into more of a, a mission that's sort of more specific, I guess. I feel like there's more coming and maybe you're already aware of it, having those visions of more coming, but, um, but it's something you're going to be able to help a lot of people with. Oh, thank you so much for that. A lot of um, confirmation of things. And uh, yes, I, I appreciate your insight and and having this podcast that really does help people and empowers people and speaks truth and life and love. I, I don't see a greater calling honestly than speaking truth and light and love so thank you for what you do thank you janice that's just you make my heart smile thank you so much <laughs> it is an honor and a pleasure so where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about your book and more about all the different things you do yes so i am at janicebert.com and then on social media and some other things, I'm Spanish Janice because I do uh, Spanish interpreting and some voiceover work as well. And yeah, so I'm I'm around as Janice Burt or Spanish Janice. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show and sharing your light. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Molly. You're so amazing. I really appreciate you. Oh, awesome. Thank you. And thanks guys for listening. We will catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content.
And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.